Hello everyone and welcome to the Arsenal Way and yes we have another Arsenal Agenda show, your daily show from 9.30am Monday to Friday. Welcome to the show guys and of course we have the regular people with me, Bailey and Chris Davison. But Chris, how are you? I'm very well, thank you Bailey. Yeah, good, thank you. I'm looking forward to, to dipping into some uh, juicy transfer news this morning with you mate. Juicy transfer news indeed. And I think everyone knows where we are going to start off, and that is with Dusan Flaovic. Now, of course, last night for Fiorentina, interesting actions to say the least. Now, of course, he missed the penalty, a Penenka penalty, but he came out in the second half and his actions were interesting to say the least. He went and apologised to all the fans. And even when he scored, he went to the manager and hugged him. And it's created a lot of speculation whether that was a goodbye and welcome to Arsenal or was he just apologising for doing such a horrendous penalty? And Chris, what's your thoughts on that? Where do you stand on that? Like you said, uh, I think interesting is the right word. I, I, I'm not really sure what to make of it, to be honest. Um, of it, the obvious conclusion initially was he's just apologising for the missed penalty in, in the first half. Obviously, he tried something, it didn't it didn't pay off. And, um, you know, he just felt obviously the need to to hold his hands up and say uh, say sorry. But at the same time, when he when he done it, wasn't they already like three 0 up or something? So it wasn't as if it was a costly penalty miss. Um, and uh, he also went over to to hug the manager as well. I'm I'm sure I, I saw somewhere. So yeah, um, a little bit odd. Um, and it was quite prolonged as well when he came out for the second half. He was holding his hands up for for quite a long time and was doing it all angles of the stadium. So yeah, it's either a, it's either an apology for the penalty miss or something else that came to mind was that he was apologizing for all of the noise that he and his agent have created over the last couple of months, because I'm sure we'll probably go on to this in more detail at the moment, but it was reported last night that he will be staying or it's looking more and more likely that he'll be staying at Fiorentina until the end of the season because um, a deal hasn't been able to be agreed with any other club at the moment. So um, it, it could also have been a, an, an apology, you know, and he was apologising to the fans, to the manager, just like, as I said a moment ago, for the for the noise that, that he and his agent had, had created over the last couple of months because we do know um, and the club have made it quite public that they were unhappy with the, 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 the situation. They wanted a sort of a conclusion to the matter um, sooner rather than later and um, you know it was a it was a matter that had been going on for a very long time uh, is he going to go is he going to stay there were demands quite big demands being made from his agent uh, as well so um, yeah that for me they're they're the only two things I can think of because it, at the moment it doesn't seem as if anything's imminent in terms of him moving on so I'd find it unlikely that it was a it was a goodbye, um, especially after the, the reports came out last night suggesting he'd be staying put for now. So, um, yeah, it was either an, a, a rather interesting apology for the penalty miss, but um, it, it could have also been an apology for, for all of the noise that had been created over the last couple of months. And, and um, yeah, just uh, how intense the situation got off the pitch as well. Yeah, I think if you're an Arsenal fan, you'd wish it to be a goodbye. But if you're a Fiorentina fan, you'll be wishing that he was a he was just apologising for his for his penalty miss. But you guys have also have interesting opinions about that. Finney Eagle says it was very weird for just a penalty miss. Sham says he was waving goodbye. 
Rahil says it was a last home game before the transfer window shots. Interesting to say the least. And Harvey agrees with you, Chris, and says you are probably right. Now, Chris, let's say you are right, and he was maybe just uh, j- just apologizing to the fans and and for the recent, uh, of course, the controversy has created the news with his agent and the press, etc. And we do wait until the summer. Do you think we still have will still be in the pole position to sign him, or do you think other clubs will come swooping in, swooping in, and maybe we we'll even have to offer more than we are currently, despite his contract running down? Look, I still think we'd be in with a with a chance, absolutely. But then it it will become a lot tougher. There's there's no doubt about that because there's some big clubs that sort of just don't want to go for him right now. They're not in the financial position to go for him right now, or their squad isn't exactly where they want it to be to 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 go for a, for a new striker such as Dusan Vlaovic. Um, but you know, Mikel Arteta said it the other day, and this. I'm sure deep down a lot of Arsenal fans, myself included, knew it anyway. But Arteta was really confident when he was speaking about sort of the pull um, that that Arsenal has as a football club and the power that it has in terms of influencing players to come here and and um, the image that it has across the footballing world. It's still, despite its struggles over the last few seasons, it's still a, a massive football club. And um, I think we've we've shown that with with um, some of the transfer business we have done, despite the struggles without Champions League football and Europa League football as well. So um, I'd still have us down as you know being a club, definitely in the circle around Vlaovic, having having a chance of securing his services. But I think next summer that is when your your Barcelonas, your Juventuses, your your, your Chelseas, your Man Cities, for example. Um, your PSGs are all going to sort of um, intensify their efforts maybe to to try and secure his services because at the moment it seems as if the play is open to actually staying at Fiorentina but only until the end of the season and when the summer transfer window opens I mean we know how big that that can be for a lot of players and for a lot of clubs that's usually where obviously the big big money spent as well then I'm sure he'll be wrapped you know a deal will be wrapped up for him quite quickly um, but like I said, I'd, I'd still fancy our chances, but maybe just not as much, to be honest. Yeah, I agree with you. I'm in the same boat. I think the summer opens opportunity for other clubs to come in. We don't know until January, until June, don't know what what clubs will suddenly need a striker, a top striker, and they could also join in a race for Flaovic because I think he's one of the most coveted strikers other than Erling Haaland at the moment. I think he is the name on most people's lips, so it would be crazy just for Arsenal to be the only club who are actually in for him. But let's say Chris Null, because... Fabrizio Romano tweeted yesterday that Jonathan David will be available in the summer. And we know Isaac is another player that could be available in the summer. Now, let's just say Flovich is still hard to get hard to get by because of his agent fees, etc., etc. Would you rather us go for someone like a Jonathan David or Isaac if we have to wait for the summer to sign Flovich? Well, I, I suppose it depends on, on what the situation surrounding Flovich is. I think, obviously... If he's still holding out for another club or his agent is just demanding ridiculous money, um, then I think it probably will be the right time to move on to to alternative targets. And I mean, you mentioned a couple of names there that, again, um, as well as Vlajevic, they excite me. You know, Jonathan David at, at Lille and Alexander Isaac, uh, Sociedad, he's both, both very talented strikers and um, they've both been enjoying quite rapid progress at their respective clubs. They're exciting, got a lot of potential, very talented, technically gifted. And I think they'll, they'd both offer us something different going forward in terms of 
you know, comparing them to what we've got now. So um, I think this is the the important thing to to remember. And uh, I can't sit here and say I'm not excited by the links with with Dusan because I am. I've watched him play again last night as well, and you know he fails to disappoint. Um, he's a, a real threat. He just keeps popping up with goals. He's he's on red hot form. He's a bit of a beast, but um, at the same time, we've got to remember that there's other talented strikers out there, and we've just mentioned a few um, <laughs> amongst others. And we won't be short on targets. There's 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 no doubt about that. Um, and yeah, I think whatever happens now moving forward in terms of the whole striker saga at Arsenal and elsewhere as well with, with targets we're looking at, we'll 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 resolve it. Um, at some point it just might not be this month I'm, so I'm relatively calm about the situation and I know we're going to move on for midfielders in a moment um, Bailey but um, you know with how long this Flyovich uh, sort of transfer is has gone on you know the more I think to myself why can't we just go all out for a top class central midfielder this month in in my opinion that is an area where we are more in need where we are more desperate for for, for quality at the moment in time um, Aubameyang's returning from the Africa Cup of Nations early he could always sort of return to the first team as well and, and the setup and and matches etc he can be in the loop again we've already got um, Lacazette and, and Martinelli of course and Ketch is still here so we've got options going forward however when you look at the central midfield uh, at the moment we haven't got many options at all um, and there's lots of obviously different factors that that make me worry about the the central midfield area, which we'll go on to in a minute. So um, I'm not going to lose any sleep if we lose out on Dusan Vlojevic this month, Bailey. Obviously, it would be absolutely fantastic if we could have got him. But as each day passes, the more and more it looks that it isn't going to happen. And I think, you know, come the summer, we're in for uh, another chance. But if we if we can't do anything, then there'll, there'll be other targets out there that we'll have a better chance of, of securing. Yeah, there certainly will. There certainly will. I know I'm getting your stance on Flaovic, but Chris, let's say uh, we need a striker or Bamyang agrees not to come back into the squad. And then would you pay? So Dimaggio has reported that his agent is demanding a 10 million pound, a 10 million euro uh, commission fee. Would you? Are you willing to pay that or is that just too much and we should have weighed it? Look, it's, uh, it's not my money, Bailey. I think, um, you know, we've got to remember it's uh, it's the clubs, um, it's the it's the Cronkays, you know, we want them to, we've been, you know, sort of going on at them for a very long time, spend some money, spend some money, be ambitious um, and support the, the, the club, support the manager, back them um, to the best of your ability. And I think when you're, when you're trying to sign a player such as Dusan Vlajevic, who is, you know, making a name for himself for all the right reasons at the moment, he's in red hot form. He's young. He's got an exciting future ahead of him. Um, he fits the bill in terms of his profile and his attributes for, for the Premier League. And when so many clubs are also, you know, looking at him um, quite extensively, you're going to have to pay big money. That is... That is the how how transfers like this work in football, unfortunately. And as we've we've seen quite clearly over the last few years, as each transfer window passes by and the next one arrives, the transfer record is broken in terms of fees and stuff. You know, it's it's going to keep happening as well moving forward. So um, 
I think if if Vlajevic, you know, continues his red hot form between now and the end of the season, and um, we are absolutely one hundred and ten percent convinced and certain that this guy is going to come in and change the game for Arsenal uh, and really help us push forward, achieve Champions League football every season, help us beat the 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 tougher teams in the league and compete with the top four on a consistent basis, then um, you know I'll, I'll I'll sit here and say yeah you know why not let's let's go all out for him, but um, I think this is you know this brings him a point I made a moment ago we need to compare him with other targets that we're potentially looking at are we going to get potentially more out of someone else such as Isaac or or David. Um, and he's going to cost less. We, you know, there's going to be so many things that Edu Arteta, the recruitment team, will be sort of evaluating and considering. I'm sure. Um, and yeah, we'll just have to to wait and see how it develops. But um, we may not have to go that deep with it, Bailey, because you know uh, another club in Europe might come in with an astonishing offer bid in terms of the transfer fee to Fiorentina and, you know, the players' wages, agent fees and stuff like that. Someone might blow us out of the park. So we'll have to we'll have to wait and see how it develops. Yeah, we'll have to wait and see indeed. But I think the saga will go almost to deadline day. But let's hope there is a conclusion soon, whether it's a good news or whether it is we have to wait until the summer to sign him. But guys, we are going to move on to the midfield situation. But before we do, make sure you leave your questions in the comment box because we will be coming to them towards the end of the show. Now, Chris, I think we both expected Artur, last week even, we expected Artur to come straight in after the Liverpool game. There was high links. Us, Football.London reported that we are pushing for him. Other other uh, uh, reports were saying that we're in advance notice to get negotiations for him. Now the deal has seemed to stall because Juventus can't seem to find a replacement. Now, Chris, is it time that we start looking for alternatives in midfield rather than focusing on Artur's situation? Well, I mean, nothing's ever straightforward for us, is it, when it comes to transfers? It seems to just go on and on and on. Um, from from what I've seen and from what I've heard, it seems as if this is something that Arsenal are still very much pursuing. Um, they like the player. The player likes Arsenal. And in an ideal world, they they would have hoped and would have liked to, to find an agreement um, towards the, the last stages of last week. But as you've mentioned there, it seems as if Juventus are quite reluctant to, to let him go as it stands without a replacement. Um, it, it seems as if Arsenal have been trying to sort of turn the heads at Juve a little bit, including the player um, trying to, to, to sort of convince uh, the club to let him go. But, um, you know, it seems Juve have made their stance pretty clear and nothing's changed at the moment by the sounds of it. So, we're sort of waiting on a, a fresh development to, to to surface in terms of Juve identifying a replacement um, and and actively trying to bring them in. And I, I'm sure as soon as, as something on that front happens, then we can secure the deal for our tour. So it sounds as if Arsenal haven't given up hope on this one yet. Um, and there's there's sort of um, you know the the determination from all sides to get it over the line, but. Um, you know, you mentioned the word alternatives there and I'm sure, as I mentioned with the whole striker situation a moment ago, this is something Arteta Edu and the recruitment team would have drawn up plans for as well. We've been linked to so many central midfielders, whether it's Juan Eldon, um, we've been linked with a move for Douglas Louise at Aston Villa, obviously Bruno Gomares at 
Leon. And then that brings me on to the next point with with Bruno. I know someone's obviously said Zvanberg there at Bologna, um, Tommy Asu's former teammate. So um, one of the potential replacements that that um, Juve have been linked with to to cover Artur's exit is is Bruno Gimareis. Um That's been reported quite a lot in the in the media. I think there was even a fresh report last night that Juve are actually trying to to push for for Bruno. So. Um, uh, yeah, it, yeah, it leaves a bit of a sour taste, um, Bailey. If I'm being honest, because I'm a big fan of Bruno, as I know a lot of Arsenal fans are, and he's doing very well over in France. He's a long-term target of Arsenal's, but um, if we get Artur on loan, then that can lead to 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 Juve getting Bruno. And I know you've done a piece on that, which was quite an interesting read. So I'd I'd urge people to go and check that out if they haven't already, which sort of looks at the the pros and cons with getting a deal for Artur over the line for Arsenal. So, yeah, it's a it's an interesting one. It's a difficult one. Again, I, it's not ideal in my opinion. I'm a little bit annoyed with how this is is um, sort of prolonged, really, because we did loan out Ainsley Maitland-Niles without really looking at getting. I say look at getting a replacement, and we've been looking to to add to the central midfield for a while now. I guess what I meant. What I'm trying to say is we didn't have anyone lined up to come in straight away sort of thing to to sort of put us in a more healthier and stronger position. Um, and uh, as Nathan says there, pay pay big money for Yuri. I mean, you know, as I said a moment ago, Bailey, the more I think about it and the more the day part, the, the days pass by, uh, especially with this whole Vlajevic saga, I'm just sitting there thinking, yeah, let's just go out for a... Or go all out for a central midfielder and a, a top class one like Yuri Tielemans because it makes such a difference. He really would. He's Premier League proven. Um, he's always been a consistent prover, a performer, sorry, at Leicester. Um, talks has been reported, hasn't it, um, by Charles Watts at goal that talks have already taken place with his agent at Arsenal. So, you know, uh, the more the more this this window goes on, and we're not sort of making any progress with a striker, and the absentees we have in central midfield, and just how desperate we are for numbers in that area, um, I certainly wouldn't be against Arsenal just going all out for a top class central midfielder like Yuri Tielemans um, or Bruno Gomes. This window, Bailey, I'm sort of beginning to to lean more in that direction, if I'm being honest. Interesting. So I think this, I think you've answered Finney Eagle's question here, but he asked Chris, 100 million for Flyovic or Bruno plus De Jong, what improves the squad more? I think we've had your answer there. I'm guessing you would say uh, Bruno, right? Uh, Gomarish, that is Bruno, by the way. Yeah. And De Jong, yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, and then we can focus on, on a striker come the summer when more options are going to be available. And obviously, along with that, the, the futures of Inketia, Lacazette, Abamyang should also be more clear, which you know should pave way for a clearer path to secure a new striker. Yeah, absolutely. This question is interesting from Fenkatesh. She asks, if at this stage Arsenal are trying to pursue Flaovic and it seems like the club knows something that we might not, other than that, it does not make sense to push for someone who's not interested. Yeah, it doesn't make much sense. And... Um... You know, Arteta's spoken previously, I think he said in an interview with, with Ian Wright um, last year at some point, you know, 
they should never need to convince a player to join Arsenal Football Club. And I don't think they would if they needed to convince a player to join Arsenal because obviously you want to be pursuing targets and individuals who want to represent the badge, who want to play in the Premier League and who, you know, has an admiration for the club. And Arteta, you know, sort of provided an update on that front the other day um, in his, one of his press conferences when he was asked about the pool of Arsenal Football Club and if he's ever had to convince a player to join. And he said, no, that's never been the case. Everyone that the, the club has speak, spoken to have always been open to joining. So you, you'd think Vlajevic with the, the links that are coming out and obviously London, Chris Wheatley's reported that that talks are to, you know have taken place and we want to try and get a deal over the line this month if it was possible. Then Vlajevic, it would seem that is very much amongst what Arteta said about players wanting to to come over and join. So as it's been widely said from from reporters, even from our, our own writer, Tom Canton, um, I think it was on one of the previous shows um, on here, it, the problem lies very much with the agent, I think, Bailey, not the player. And um, that, that's the main obstacle that I just think any club cannot overcome at the moment. So... So, yeah, you know, it's looking more and more unlikely, isn't it? Uh, unfortunately, but, you know, Arsenal may have a trick up their sleeves. I cannot wait. I've been looking forward to the uh, the Lull or Nothing documentary all season, but especially this this part now where, you know, there's so much noise surrounding Dusan Vlajevic. We may know the actual truth of what's going on behind the scenes when that documentary comes out. So that will be interesting. Yeah, hopefully. We could even have him wrapped up by the time he does... Uh... By the time it does come out, because I, re- I believe it's in August, so maybe we sign him in the summer or January, but we will definitely be getting insight into the saga. I am excited to see that. But Chris, just the last question of the show, and this is one that I think we might split the flat fan base a little bit, as Graham Cordor asks, what about Adrian Rabiot as an, as an alternative from Juventus? French international and 26 years old, played a number of big games internationally and in Europe. Now, we know he's got the attitude issues, but he is a quality player. Chris, would you take him? Um... Only on a only on a short term deal if we can get him on loan. I don't think he's the 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 right profile that we need to be targeting. You know, for our long term future, for a long term Granite Xhaka replacement or or Thomas Party um, partner in, in in the middle of the park. Um, but again, we could do far worse, sort of in a January transfer window, if we can again wrap a, uh, wrap him up on a deal. For for the rest of the season, then yes, I'd be open to that as I'm open to the Artur one. Um, but I, I wouldn't be keen on us looking to get anything permanent on on that front. Yeah, no, I completely agree with you there. I think Rabiot is not the type of player we need. I don't think he would suit Arteta's style of play or his system or the way a player should act anyway, but I think that is definitely a deal we should stay away from. But guys, that is the end of the show. Of course, we'll be back tomorrow. Hopefully by then we'll have another Flyvich update or another Artur update, but we shall see. As always, Chris, thank you for coming on the show, mate. Thanks, uh, Bailey. Pleasure as always. Thank you to everyone who's tuned in this morning. And um, yeah, fingers crossed we we uh, have some more positive updates on the transfer front over the coming 24 hours. But um, yeah, have a great day, everyone. Yeah, indeed. We shall see you guys. Make sure you leave a comment, you like and subscribe to the channel as there'll be more videos and episodes coming out this week. But most importantly, make sure you keep following us down the Arsenal way. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, oh, yeah.